in a galaxy far, far away. Does Mando take back Mandalore? Who's going to be the big bad for season three? Is Admiral Thrawn coming back? Is there conflict between Bo-Katan and Mando? Is Cara Dune done done? What's Grogu going to do? Will Boba Fett concern? There's so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned and find out. Next on The Mandalorian. Just kidding. I don't know. There's so many questions to answer with that, man. Yes, like everything I wanted to talk about exactly in your little little intro there. But let's you, be honest. I pointed to you for the, the say the tagline. No one ever knows the tagline. Oh, what is the tagline? Cue the music. Oh yeah, cue the music, Jake. Dang, Farrick, we're back. Is my mic still on? Check, check, check. It it's is. on. Woo-hoo! Take two. Dang, <laughs> Farrick, take two. This is the way. Hello, Don't Evolve Me fans. This is your host, Jake Sherbing, and this is the place like Ash Ketchum's Pikachu. We don't evolve. We just level up. Donald, welcome back. It's again. me, Mario. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start that every time I'm on the podcast now. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> just blank. What do I say? Uh, it's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mainly because that movie's also coming out in a month and a half, let's be honest. It is. You know, it's appropriate. I'm doing a Mario preview at some point. I haven't planned on it. Like I, how, do you, sh- how do you preview a video game <laughs> movie that we don't know what anything's about? Okay, fair point. Maybe I'll just do a review. <gasps> no, how dare you? <laughs> you got to preview Mario. <laughs> it looks so good. It animation does. style, do Illumination Man. Oh. Animation looks really good. I know a voice is still... Eh, how original. dare you? Should have done the original actor. However, Chris Pratt, I am okay with so far from what I've heard. I mean, it's different, but I'm like, I don't hate him. I think I think I have room for him to grow on me. You better. Yeah, you do. Oh, you're all in? Yeah, I love Chris Pratt, yeah. I mean, I like Chris Pratt, too. What is something that he was in that was like, oh, that was terrible? One of the Jurassic Park movies? Well, Dad's Jurassic Park, though. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was pretty decent in will, Jurassic Park I mean, I As far as say, what he had the, the writing of it was pretty terrible yeah. I don't know if he was a bad actor in it. The writing I will say it was That I mean, second Chris, movie What the heck was that? I mean Chris Pratt Very much is just Kind of Chris Pratt In most movies He kind of yeah, is I one of those, those Those little personalities I love Oh that's fair I mean, Goofy Goofy Yeah yep. It's pretty much just Chris Pratt Which Is still an interesting Interesting choice for Mario There's a lot of interesting Voice Um decisions when it comes to Mario. Jack Black as Bowser, which he does sound great. Charlie Day as Luigi, I'm kind of like... Well, that's, that's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I think it's going to be great, but I'm like, that's such a... <laughs> that's a perfect player two character right there. He's such a unique Charlie voice. Day. Yep, exactly. I do love him in most like things when he's like, it's his animated voice. I do like his voice. you see it's always sunny in Philadelphia, right? Uh, some of it. Yeah, everybody, that, that's the character that everybody tells me I am. I'm Charlie Day for some reason. I, I mean, I'm it. way better than that, but whatever. I, I can see it. Fine. I just didn't remember him, uh, Rocket Man, or the Rocket Person from the Lego movie. I just think of him. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So, anyway, we've been talking way too long on Mario. Let's get into um, the intro a little bit. So, Donald, welcome back again. Second time in one week. I know. It's... Take two. Mic check. One, one. We're working. Mic checks. We're still working, though. We're good. All right. So, moving on to the next segment. Next segment, which is now a thing, show me your socks. 
Yeah, I, I did it this time. I wore the Squirtle socks. Nice. They're pretty cool. I'm jealous. I have no Pokemon socks. I need so some. So if anybody knows, Squirtle Squad, 007 Squirtle socks. They're super cool. Ooh. I don't know if you see the 007 on there, but they're cool. I don't. Zero, zero, that is seven. his number. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's why I never Squirtle made that Squad, connection before. Bon- what? Yeah, I never made that connection oh, before. Oh, man. I <laughs> I uh got some socks. I can not even move with my socks. They're so wooden floors and socks do not mix when you're trying to move back. So I have two different pairs on. I have my Avengers Infinity War and In other words, yeah, he couldn't find the correct laundry, so he just grabbed two random socks out of the drawer. <laughs> my hey, man, it's the same brand, <laughs> same Marvel socks. They're Marvel socks. They I work. got uh, the Iron Man Spider on one leg, and I got Ant Man on the other. Because we will be uh, reviewing Marvel or uh, Ant-Man a little bit. Thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah, (laughs) Spider-Man. Did you know, apparently that line was, uh, the actor actually, like, forgot it was, he was supposed to say, thank you, Ant-Man. He, like, blanked. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, that line in there was literally him uh, fucking up. Ad-libbing it. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Which is, like, the best scenes. It's, like, the ad-lib scenes. Ah, I just, I just liked up. All right, just like in that free flowy actor character, just love it, just oh, love yeah. it. You're like, what? Okay. <laughs> All right, before we get into some recaps, some fresh takes, what are you nerding out on? Oh, what am I nerding out on? I will say I got a mic for myself. Ooh. It's fantastic. You some music. Now. I mean, I've been doing tons of different things. Obviously, nerd on TV shows, but uh, I was at a music store the other day, and I'm a huge music fan, just like music in general, and nice. like to sing in my own bathroom. I'm some, I'm a you know semi-professional bathroom singer. If you guys don't know that, pretty good. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, my neighbors love me, <laughs> <laughs> but they do in the apartment. Oh, they're though, like, man. oh, who's this guy? He's probably American Idol. Like, hey, everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> got a mic just to record and have some fun, like he did back in 2012, and used to write some really weird stuff. So, I'm just kind of nice. have fun with it. Have you fun with life. Should have you uh, on and perform. Yeah, we maybe, should. Maybe perform for a preview. There we go. I do. Uh, could you always use some more music for this uh, show? Yeah, so. we could. Just make our own music. I, I mean, I used to make Original some Original pieces. You can do some singing. I'll do some rap. <laughs> yeah. We should collab on this intro <laughs> rap. <laughs> make it your theme song. I've actually had that thought where like um, someone starts singing, and then I go in with a verse, and then ends with cue the music and starts the theme song. Oh, man. We're doing it. Now we're now. It's, okay. Now it's, now it's, it's going to be It's in thing. the book. So, yeah, that's what we're nerding out on. All right. Uh, what am I nerding out on? Started Game of Thrones Season 7 with Sapphire. <clears throat> Still hasn't watched Andor. Just... It's on my to-do list. It's hard with kids. It's it's gonna be a thing. I'm gonna make it happen this week. We'll see. We'll be watching and I will make it happen. We'll every week. I'll even do a demi (laughs) fresh takes um, thought process on it. I watched the first three episodes. It's good. Sapphire couldn't get into it, which kind of killed the whole. She wasn't getting into it, and it's it's hard to pressure somebody when it's like. But she's uh she's agreed that uh hey you watch it I I don't want to watch it I'm like okay it's like those interesting shows like some of them are just meant for mm-hmm. I don't know different people yeah like there's a lot of like you call them chick flicks and you call them whatever man man flicks and or it's more of a man flick let's be honest I don't know if I'd say that I I'd say I mean so. I guess I haven't yeah, watched yeah, it yeah you watch whole things but I know that <laughs> there's uh I mean, there's certain shows that are like really really good but it's not necessarily for the casual audience it's for specific audience. A little bit more highbrow, a little more um, deeper in the themes. It takes a little bit more thought to understand it. There's that too. Yeah, it is a lot deeper involved in the. I the, get the. I the get first. that with Andor. So I was all in with Andor. I was like, oh yes. And then she's like, I don't want to watch it. Let's watch Game of Thrones. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Game of Thrones. That's solid. All right. So before we get into um, some fresh thoughts, or uh, not fresh thoughts, fresh takes. Fresh takes. That's my voice for it. Fresh cakes. Fresh takes. Get your cakes. fresh takes here. Not cakes. Takes. Fresh cakes. Get your fresh takes. You ever seen Ted? Huh? Ted? Yeah. Fresh cakes. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So um, I had a, with my daughter, Maven, who's about almost six months years old, or six months old, six months years, six months old, uh, I had a similar experience with her. Um, it reminded me of the Grogu. So she's now doing this thing where she's holding out her hand, like, give me the thing that you have. Give it to me. She's like, holds her hand out for <laughs> certain objects, especially I when it's uh, it. a bottle. Oh, yeah, both hands. The begging, give it to me. Uh, she doesn't, well, she does have the crying when it comes to the bottle. So Grogu, during his uh, training season in season two, he's like reaching out for the little ball that he likes. And yep. uh, Mando's like, come on, come get it. Use your space thing. Come get it. And like he has to uh, grab it. They're doing that with my daughter, trying to get her to crawl. So she'll like reach for a toy. I'll put her on her stomach. I'm like, come on, come get it. You got to work for it. I just, it, it reminded me a lot of like Mando and Grogu. Just watch your daughter roll her belly in pain and agony trying to reach the thing she wants <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> she's, Grogu? She's slowly yeah. getting there. She's uh, moving her, she doesn't know how to move her legs one at a time. So she'll move, she'll inch like a worm. So she'll slowly inch closer and closer and closer like a little worm. <laughs> but she doesn't And then quite... as you see Jake slide it back one more inch as you get too close because it's cute and adorable. And he's like, sucker. <laughs> I can see him doing it. Guilty. <laughs> yep. Guilty. I've done. I've been doing that. <laughs> so she would, she's just like, I don't know, she'll like roll forward and then she'll like grab it. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's just a little bit too close. <laughs> yeah. Let me, that was too easy. Let me but hey, when, she, when she's that. like, yeah, I'm done, she just rolls over her back. She knows how to like roll now. Oh, yeah. And so she's like, yep, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, oh, fine. Then soon she's going to be everywhere in all your stuff. And all just right. like Grogu eating all your things. <laughs> the things you didn't think you can eat. Oh, no. I don't, know. I don't even want to think about that. See, I might regret. Te- well, I'm going to be excited for when she crawls, but I'm also going to be like, Shoot, nothing's uh, prepped for baby. Yeah, become, become a hawk. Watch everything she does. No, don't put that She in got a switch game. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not a switch game. Oh, there goes Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to eat. You ever tried one? Lick a switch game once. <laughs> have you? Yeah, you have to. They made them baby proof. But they'll still, the babies still put them in my mouth and they'll vomit. They made them baby? Yeah. So oh. if a baby picks it up and like, Tries to eat it like babies do, because it's a thing that they do. Anything small and cute, for some reason, finds their way in their mouth. Just, and it tastes so bad. It's so bad. So I was like, this isn't true. They didn't do anything like that for Nintendo. So to confirm the myth, my buddies and I got together once, and we all popped a Switch game in our mouth, and ho, 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 Wait, which, which game? Which game did you try? Zelda. You did Zelda? Yeah. You risked that with Zelda, Breath of the Wild. You don't risk it. They made it so that it you, wouldn't be you, possible. You risked Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I sure did. It still works. I still play it. I mean, I'm glad it works. I would I would risk like a game I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, but why would you have a game that you own that you don't give a shit about? Let's go to I Walmart, have... pay 20 bucks for a game. You're like, ah, F this game. <laughs> I'm out. Okay, fair point. I don't have money for <laughs> random games. All right, let's move on to uh, Fresh Takes. Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. What are your thoughts on Ant-Man? I'd say, I'd give it a, I'd give it a three. Yep. I think things have... 
like I said, I don't know if I think consider an Ant Man movie, but obviously when you do a superhero movie, you kind of you put a hero in. That's a character because that's kind of kind of what it's right. You, hero movies are for the heroes, but I looked at it more of a Kang perspective movie as a writing. Okay, yeah. Just get a more introduction to kind of what he is, a little more involvement of kind of some of his powers because you know getting little mm-hmm. specials of taste. I mean, this is his first real big showing. So yeah, as far sure. as like a total overall writing perspective, uh, look, yeah, from that perspective, it's a good introduction to Kang and kind of show where he is, how he got stuck in a place, and gives him an introductionary area. Is Ant Man the right character necessarily to show this movie? Um, I don't know, but it does. No. It, uh, in my it, opinion, no. uh, it's it's hard to say because I don't know. Kang is such a like you said to me, he's a villain without time and space. So where yeah. is that area in the world that they created already that has no time and space? So is Ant Man actually a right character? Maybe, maybe he is in that way because that's the only area we know that mm. doesn't exist in time and space. So I, I think I, it works, but. No character development for Ant-Man is kind of disappointing. That's why it's kind of a three and stuff like that. The character-wise, and the Ant-Man story, not having all the other characters to Ant-Man in just in the Quantumania realm kind of dilutes the Ant-Man story. That's why I give it a three. But as far as an introduction to Kang goes, really well. Yeah, this is coming from a like huge Marvel fan, so I really appreciate the characters That's building right. of all the stories, every, as long as it works out. Every good review that I've seen from this movie talks from like that Kang perspective they're like oh this is a great introduction to Kang Kang's a great villain and Jonathan Majors kills Kang in the, or oh, yeah. he kills it as Kang so good he's so intense especially when you watch Loki where he's like all goofy and it's like his performance in Loki was so captivating like that 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 scene at the end made it a 4 for me I was like at a 3 plus 4 minus I'm like uh, okay that's a 4 yeah, actually, I think I gave it a four minus. I think it was three plus, and that scene put it over the four minus. And then, so going from like a goofy character to like this very serious, sinister, I'm gonna murder you type of uh, vibe. Yeah, uh, he he yeah, did wonderful. So I, I understand that perspective, but I can't get past the storyline. I can't get past the fact that this is an Ant Man movie that really wasn't an Ant Man movie. Yeah, well, it's, could, yeah, it's so tough though. That's you why could I, put like... in any character in that role. You can put any character, but you got to really go. Cool. That's why I think you choose Ant Man because of the realm base of it, though, right? Like I think yeah. about it more and more. You choose it because that's the only realm that was been built in the world so far. That, especially for casual fans that know of, that could have been the area without time and space. Because it's kind of how they it should played have just the been story, a Fantastic so. Four movie, honestly. That'd have been great, but I don't know. It's hard. Fantastic you, Four has because it Fantastic ever done Four good? is so. more of an ensemble film, and this is definitely an ensemble film, not an Ant Man film. This is more ensemble. Yeah. Janet Van Dyne and Ant Man, Scott Lang was more like those are two, the two main characters because they both had a different group, and I'm like, this would have been great for a Fantastic Four film, and I think this would have been a great Fantastic Four introduction because Ant Man it was a trilogy. What they should have done is ended it as a trilogy. Yeah. With the main characters. Especially, you have such an interesting dynamic with Cassie and Scott. Cassie now. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping that that story's not done. This is just kind of like a a, a filler story to say, though. Like That's my fingers. Yeah. My fingers are crossed, because Ant-Man. It was, I don't it know, was I love Paul Rudd, too. It was a so tentpole of Kang there. filler with Ant-Man. Paul, Paul the Rudd. sexiest man alive, Rudd. Oh, so good. <laughs> just saying. Comparison I, to Chris I, I love his Same body type. It's so, it's so great. But yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's tough with the Ant-Man story. Just because they didn't really fulfill any character developments or ranges, and they they, they kind of went sideways at the beginning because they started with some character development stuff, and they went yeah. like a le- they left curved it. They're like, just like, all right, enough of that. Prison, you're acting like you know, throw it away. Doing that, and you're like, and all of a sudden, in this realm, and we don't even exist and talk about the prison thing anymore. Boom, done. You're like, what? Oh, they what? mentioned it once. Like, ha, huh. how many times is this? This is four for me. Three. It's like, 
Okay. I mean, that's like, so, yeah, I mean, that was like they, the only payoff it, with that whole They didn't story really like finish off that story arc that they could have went for, which I'm hoping that's why it's not done and they have another Ant-Man story coming. And then, then it might fulfill and make this movie a little bit better to make this more of a Kang filler because could make sense. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough looking at it from a perspective because I don't know where they're going. I either. question if Marvel is more interested in just making movies to make movies or if they're actually interested in characters. Yeah, uh, I question that too right now because I'm trying to see how they're trying to interlock everything like they used to yeah. do the last time a little bit better. So I'm hoping this is kind of that movie that sets that up because Phase 4 is kind of like everything was their own thing and created mm. their own new alternate character, which yep. – I, I didn't agree with it. like you're trying to if you're trying to write another story because that's what the Avengers and Marvel's about is connecting these characters and there really wasn't much of that other than the people's own story besides Spider Man and Doctor Strange yeah that's about it which that's why I, I rated like, that one pretty better though because it kind of they built this world to build these characters together. I feel like that's fine if you're like just starting over again and Phase Four was kind of the phase one of like the second uh, big saga. Yep. It's just there wasn't a whole lot of interconnectivity where it gave us a lot of faith. Where where is this going? What are uh, what are they doing? Yeah, the first phase one, they're like, you know, the after the you got the connections. With, uh, Nick Fury coming back, it's like I'm here to start the Avengers Initiative. It's like, oh shit, we're getting Avengers. You know, it's all building to Avengers. Whereas phase four is like, what's the story? What is? What are you building point? up to? I mean, Loki kind of led into the story. That's why I also give it a four, I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah there's so many things, Ant Man. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to really judge where it is. It depends where they go to. But that's why I give it a three for now. It'll it'll move as they progress the story. But I think if this is the true introduction to King, how they were showing, I think they did a really good job. But That's we'll fair. see. All right. Depends how they Let's get it. into Mandalorian now. Yes, it's the been Mandalorian. About, <laughs> it's been about 17 minutes, and we haven't talked Mandalorian. The revival so of Star Wars. Let's just call it that. Let's be honest. Uh, it basically is the revival of Star Wars. After um, that sequel trilogy that was... Yeah, I that sequel trilogy was it, it, not great. One thing, too, it, it's got a good... like. A lot of people are like it's too slow sometimes, but I think it has a good Game of Thrones and it's got enough action of a pace to really deep. Who complains divulge. it's too slow? There's there's some people. I mean, not very much, but the people that do hate it, like oh, it's so like whatever. And it's they haven't watched slow. season like, two. No, you, season one, so they haven't really watched. Well, yeah, they don't really watch because they to give up. Star Wars. Let's be honest, got hurt after that last trilogy because it wasn't it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but I, the Mandalorian. Oh gosh, it's so good! All right, let's uh, let's do some fresh takes. You, you just watched season one, and you're still in the season two. I basically finished. I finished season let's, one, let's season two. I'm rewatching it before the season starts. Yep, so. and I have uh, pretty much up to Boa Fett. I didn't rewatch Boa Fett, but I just watched episode five today, just kind of get that fresh in my mind. And then I watched some of episode six, and I kind of just skipped through pieces of episode seven. Which episode seven is not that important. <laughs> Episode 5 for Boba Fett, very, very important because it sets up a lot of key things for Season 3. Oh, man. So, let's get into some fresh takes. Fresh takes. Get your fresh takes here. All right. So, Season 1, I'm giving this a 4. Straight up a 4 for Season 1. Big reason why I'm giving a a 4 is... For me, every the first three episodes is such great show not tell storytelling. You don't really know who Mando is, but through flashbacks, through kind of his actions, you get a very clear understanding of who he is as a person. And then throughout the season, you learn more. And the one thing I really appreciate about season one is that it built its own lore before going into the other Star Wars lore. Yeah, I mean that's what the great thing about the Mandalorian is. It's a brand new character for. Everybody like this is. Yeah. They didn't choose like Boba Fett's going to be the man. No, they chose just a random Mandalorian. Mandalorian create Mandalore was, in a whole. I mean, there's books about it, I guess, but Mandalore, um, the Mandalorian Din Djarin specifically, 
he kind of took over Boba Fett's role. Yeah, he did. He kind of took over the bounty hunter role, whereas now with uh, Boba Fett with his uh, his new show, he's now more uh, mob taking, boss role. Yeah, job of the hut. Kind of where over. you would actually see Boba Fett, because Boba Fett was kind of like a. That's, that's kind of where like how they did this kind of separation too. Boba Fett was more like uh, not necessarily to the code that a Mandalorian would have, which yeah. you would think. And they kind of set him off to be like, oh, he's the, like the mob boss kind of lore kind of style character, yep. and it set the Mandalorian as like a Mandalorian. You know, they live off their code that they created. There. I keep getting RPG vibes from Mandal- from uh, the Mandalorian because it's like he's going off on different quests, and I'm like, man, this would be such a great video game. Just the oh Mandalorian yeah, video <laughs> game because he's just going. He's like, all right, I'm I have a bounty. I'm going to go get this bounty. Hey, we're taking this job. I got to be muscle. Um, I am now escorting this person a, from this planet to this planet. Does something a went wrong. Good way building up a character because is it like in your anybody's own life? It makes a very good realism where you can kind of see yourself in his shoes too, right? Yeah, it like makes you still wanna... need to do these things to be prop, you know, to live your life because that's how they live. Mm-hmm. But there's also building a bigger story on the back end of it too, and that's what makes it so good. It, yeah, like each episode is its own thing. It's its own like quest, so to speak. But it also builds the lore of yep. the show and Star Wars as a whole on top of it, and it does such a great job doing so. And I feel like the first three episodes definitely sets like what he's tasked to do. Oh yeah, it, it yeah it sets it up. It builds lore as well as splashing a full overall character arc story that you want to see. Yep. Oh, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's so many things about the Mandalorian, and the theme song is just incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't even. It, I got that song like, stuck in my head. when The we, composition of that? Oh, da, it's da, like... Da, 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 yeah. Da, yeah. Oh. I don't know if I can sing it, but like it's in my head, and I'm like... Yeah, you can, you can hear it every time you, you see the... And that's what you think about it. I, mean, I love how it's sci-fi and western at the same time. Yeah, it's a bit of both. They, they did it really well. A good mixture of, of the both. The music just slaughters in this because it mixes from classical music especially uh, soundtracks season, the season two movies. opener has like such a um classical john williams feel but then there's like that sci-fi especially with like, yeah the, uh, oh, season yep. two finale with like uh the dark troopers but it has like that uh, machine background i'm like oh I the machine background some of the techno involved in there oh so good and I'm like it's such soundtrack. a it's such a just a great blend of genres where it's like it's western but it's on top of it's also sci-fi i mean if, yeah even think about moff gideon's theme song in, in the whole thing like the way they portray that theme song is like it's it's, it's a slow kind of evil building tone to yeah. this song. you just you can feel like feel the presence of what this person is and what what they're trying to do it's oh. Oh. We're getting, we're getting so to, a little bit in the season two. Let's 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 uh, talk season one a little bit. So I will say the first three episodes I thought were really really strong. It, they were, those are like four pluses for me. Whereas like the middle episode is like in the middle of the season where um, one the gunslinger where he's trying to go against Fen Shanek. Um, they're trying to find Fen Shanek and it's like the yep. rookie bounty hunter. That's one episode where I'm like ah it's a little slow. I'm trying to think of the other middle one. Season one kind of blends a little bit for me in between. They're they're not bad episodes. They're still in that great category. Yeah, it's like, still a very good one-off episode. They're just for like sure. They're like three but. plus four minus for me. It kind of slows down a bit, but then it get, rubs back up into that finale where hey, let's get um Cara Dune. Let's get um, I can't think of his name. Um, I have spoken that character. He dies. <laughs> yeah. See, I need to bring this up because yeah. I'm blanking on the name. What is his name? Ah, oh, man, I should know it too. Take one. We also that. forgot his name as well. Um, I'm pretty bad at this. Yeah, who, shoot. But really good character, though. Fantastic characters. I will help you. 
This Turns around, I have spoken. It sp- <laughs> goes away, and you're like, what the? Um, the <laughs> Everyone's saying the same thing. The, the droid, was. too. Now is a nanny droid. Oh, bringing yeah. Bringing Carl Weathers and having him betray him, but then, like, with Grogu healing him, it's like, get away from me, baby. No, he's trying to eat me. And then he heals him, and he's, like, more gratifying. He's, like, he shows gratitude. Yep. By, like, I'm going to help you. Like, hey, I, I was here to betray you, but we do need these people off if you want Grogu to live. Or the child at yeah, this time it really which, builds out how they like. I love how they withhold information. Yep, the Mandalorian core, which gets into the, like season three. I have no idea what season three is. We will get into that before we get in. I just want to highlight like, I they don't tell us a whole lot of things, and I really really appreciate it because. But as a preview episode, I'm like, I have we have not a whole lot to work off of. Well, yeah, we're working on a whole open story that hasn't been created yet. So, uh, I mean, we're working on like. We, well, know, we know season one, season two, and season two point five. And then the the cool part about this too is like they did more than just a Mando in this because you got to think like there's there's so many questions about the Mandalorian and what their lore was mm-hmm. like too. And the only other character that we, a lot of people had questions on from the original series is, is Yoda. So bringing in that type of character back in yeah. brings a whole another wide scope. Everyone Quill. here is like, what's happening? Who is this? What Quill. are these people? Quill's the name. Quill, yeah, Quill. Damn, uh, Nick Nolte. Quill. Nicky, Nick Nolte. Yep. Oh, I forget. IG Eleven is the. I just pulled it up here. Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. I didn't realize. I Like, I remember <laughs> it was him, but then I forgot it was him. And I'm like. Yeah, the, the robot's Taika Waititi. Like, what? No way, really? <laughs> did not expect that. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, Moff Gideon is a great villain. Moff Gideon. Yeah, it was fantastic. In, in season one, too, it really set him up to be like, whoa, who is yeah. this guy? I mean, like, he's very Gus Fring, but he's more of a, he's more straightforward evil. He's not like. Yep. Oh, you know. Yeah. Like I said, that, that song comes on right away in that season one, and you're like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what 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 do you give uh season 1? Uh season 1 I give it a 4 too. So four? I'm right. with you on a 4. I can't Yeah, yeah, it's a solid 4 cuz in the middle they they did kind of lull a little bit, but I think the side story does add in a way. So I might even slip it to a 4 plus if I, th- I think about it more and more critically. Um I mean building a character that hasn't existed yet and you're it's reviving no a franchise. No way less than a 4. Yeah. No way if less than a 4. If someone gives it a 4 plus uh 5 minus, I'm not I'm not like no, it's not. It's not that great. I'm like, eh, let me. Hear I, I can see where they get to argue. Yeah, so I'm saying I can see where someone can argue a four plus and a five minus. If someone says a dead five, I'm like, it's not world class amazing because there is some kind of not season just, one. Yeah, it's there's some there's some lowable like, spots. It's and like some, missing. Yeah, but let's get into season two because I think season two gets there. Season two does really well. I think season two, like at least a four plus for me. Oh, I mean, man. you're bringing in other characters. You're bringing a larger development. You're bringing a larger story from the Mandalorian and about Mandalore, mm-hmm. and and it brings in a really good story about the dark saber, which we've seen in like the cartoons and fashions, but, rebels, and I think. But uh, to too. see it in a live action now and actually give this this blade, which is kind of a very important Star Wars lore oh, we're history. We're jumping ahead though. Oh, the one thing I like sorry, about I'm season two. <laughs> the one thing I really like about season two is like because season one was like, hey, let's build up the Mandalorian lore. Let's build up uh, yep. Mandalorian customs. Let's build into the. Let me show you what a Mandalorian's supposed to be like, right? Well, they're kind of I forget the creed, right? Yep, the creed, the old-fashioned creed with the armor. Uh, let's show kind of the guild, the bounty hunters guild. Yeah, the bounty hunters guild, the creed of the Mandalorian. You're kind of building up a character and what the character, you know, it should yeah. be like. They're showing baseline like. of the character. Yep. And then now season two is like, all right, with all this lore being built up, we have the bad guy. All right, let's bring in all the other Star Wars stuff. Let's, let's shoehorn Yeah, now it. let's start to mix it in the realities Actually, of the world. Actually, shoehorn's the wrong word because I feel like they did this appropriately. Yep. The first episode, they were teasing Boba Fett's character with the armor. And they brought in, um, I forget the actor's name. 
First episode freaking just... Oh, like, the first episode was... With the crate Dragon? Killed! Is this like... It's so cinematic. I'm like... Oh, all is, the characters too they so chose. Epic. Like, oh, so good. Yeah, it was like good. Like, if this was in a movie, I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be a scene that everyone remembers for their life. Yep. If it was in... If it was a if part it was a movie... movie. <clears throat> yeah. Like a part one in a movie? I'm like, it was It was such a banger. And then um, episode two, I think this might be one of the weakest episodes... But I think it's still a much of a banger. The space fight between the New Republic and Razorcrest. Yep. And they're going back and forth, and they um, get, he gets shot down, and he has to survive. And then the spiders show up. That is so. It's such a like B episode, but I'm like I like it so much because it adds. It does a really <clears throat> yeah. It adds kind of to the Mandalorian and his kind of survival ability too. Yeah, it adds more to the character. It adds um, more to between Grogu and Din Djarin. It adds. Uh, to the lore of the world, and also adds lore to the New Republic and how they how they handle people who are not on. The it, grid. it brings a oh, this is also what I love about the Mandalorian because I think the Mandalorian's a great character to set this up because I always talk about this a lot of different things too, mm-hmm. like the hero and villain side. Kind of depends on what side of the coin you're on, right? Yeah. Like if you were actually with the Republic or if you're, you're with Empire, it kind of sets up. But then, just because the New Republic, they even talk about it a lot in the Mandalorian, like. Uh, some of the things they do are still not right. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's very interesting to kind of put that twist on it for a lot of people, which for a kid mind, maybe you don't want to see that, but as an adult mind, it's nice to see like, okay, just because, I mean, that's if we think Mandalorian's a good character too. If so he, this gives arc, me a, so. a comparison. Um, so here's a show you have to watch if you haven't watched it already, The Last of Us. Son of a gun. Yep, I'm bringing it. You bring me Andor, <laughs> I bring you Last of Us. It's a must watch. Right. Um my soul. <laughs> but there's this like great comparison, and I heard Station Eleven's like this too. Um, I have I heard that's an amazing show. I haven't watched it, and I may be wrong with this too because I don't know much about it. Um, whereas this, there is this um, type of thing when it comes to rebellions. I know Andor brings this gets into this a lot. Yeah, Andor does too. Like when a how do you know? You haven't seen it all the way through. That's fine. But yeah. I haven't seen all of it. I other podcasts talk about this so i guess this is a completely original thought but this brings up a good point when a rebellion takes over uh an evil tyrannic regime right and they take over and they start being in control how much do they start to act like that regime they took over last of us talks about this a lot um with it's it's a very good concept i think to to explore. So the episode of Lost of Us, there is this rebellion group that takes over this. This isn't much spoilers anyway. Um, they take over. So there's this group called Fedra. What they do is once this virus takes over the entire um, I've, country. I've, I've played the game. You play the game? Yeah. Okay. Good. I know what you're talking about. So <laughs> for the audience members too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with the two. With the QZ zones, they set up all these QZ zones. They become very authoritarian to the point where, like, is this even good? Is this a good way to survive and live? Because they're hanging people in the courtyards. They're food rationing. If there's laws, if you don't follow the laws, they take you out. And so this rebellion group in episode five takes over. And they are just as bad as the evil group that they took over from. Originally took over from. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They're a rebellion. But they're not a good rebellion. So that's what this reminds me of. Was like it, this show dives into New Republic. What does it look like? The yeah. original trilogy was you... all about taking out the Empire. The we did sh- it. The Mandalorian is. But... This is the 
This is this is the world that's being built now. Yeah, this yep. is like the empire is now in the grave. We have remnants of the empire. We now have a new republic. We don't really see much because we're all we're on the outskirts. We're on the outer rim of the outer planets. rim. Yep. But we get to see little bits of the new republic, which I really 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 like. They're also not giving us more information. They're, we're withholding lots and lots of information. So any little tidbit is like, ah, oh, yes. Yes, any tidbit you get, he like, it's like soul food when you're watching the show. Yeah. That's what I love it too. You're like, oh. It's so good. It's like, hey, we're not going to give you all the information. We're going to give you a little bit here. A little bit there. here, a little bit there. Oh, that, that's what makes it so good. I mm-hmm. like the perspective. And I also like that third world, like outsider perspective from like the outer rim. Or even some Andor kind of does the same thing. Yeah. You're looking at people that aren't necessarily on a side and Mandalorians really were like the bounty hunters they didn't choose a side they just followed their creed yep and that's what they're all about I follow my creed my code and that's also why I think sick of the Mandalorian I like that kind of style of attitude right. and Andor's kind of in the same way he's yeah. kind of got to you know take care of himself is kind of the main priority rather than necessarily do follow and choose a side they're all choosing kind of what's I need to watch that show their own way hashtag really. Jake watch the Andor Yep, hashtag, send it up. <laughs> I'm going to make it start, tra- hashtag Drake do Watch it. Andor. Do it. Uh, if you go to the page, this is a great time for the plug for the page. Hey, we have uh, Facebook, we have Twitter. I'm not that active in either or. Trying to get better at that, as well as an Instagram. Hit us up. We also have yeah. uh, email, don't involve me at gmail.com. Hit us up uh, if you want me to watch me or Donald or any of the guests who watch certain shows or review anything. Or send us hate mail. They're always or hate mail, that works too. I haven't had a death <laughs> always threat. Great. You're always you can be like, my right. first death threat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. I feel like the first one, I'm like, yes, I made it. My first death threat. Yeah, exactly. See, I talked so about something I was passionate about, and somebody hated me for it. I did it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I I have received a death threat before, but it wasn't about, like... I'll say all the time. I have uh, received one because uh, I talked a lot of crap about Donald Trump on my Facebook and somebody called me and was like, if you don't, if you continue to keep talking smack about Donald Trump, bad things will happen to you. Yeah, well, that's not that bad of a death threat. <laughs> People hate when I talk about stuff. They're like, no, you can't do that. It was just one of those like, ooh, should like, I be concerned about This that? is where we're going with this? This is how we're going to take this? All right. right. You don't yeah. put your name on it? All right. I love people. Anyway, anyway, let's uh, segue back into kind of a season two. Season two, yeah. So we... Um, Get into I forget what planet this is, Corvus. Yeah, they they go to Corvus yeah. and they meet Bo-Katan. So this is the first like big... live action of Bo-Katan. Yeah, because you only know her action. again from the cartoon. Style. Rebels, uh, Clone Wars, like she's here. She's now big time. Yeah, she's and a huge character. This is this is where I kind of like get so anyway. This is where it gets really fun for me, like because. They set up this Mandalorian lore. Okay, this is what makes it yep. so good. This meant, like this is what the creed's supposed to be. Oh, I love this the is what it's like. Moment, moment. Is that what then you're you, talking then you get, about? Yeah. Then you get to Bo Katan, and you kind of get the feeling like, oh, like she doesn't follow the creed that these yeah. original people set mm-hmm. up that they're supposed to follow. She's kind of a, she's kind of a, not not a bad person either. You don't get that vibe. You get more of like a, she's kind of like another like rebellion vibe, which they do to the like the new rebellion. Yep. What are they actually supposed to be for? Because again, they. Good intentions, everybody thinks. Yeah. So it really sets up the uh, difference between the Mandalorian creed that Mando follows versus uh, like a Bo-Katan character. You, yeah. you feel like, like she's not following her. And well, then still at the end, Mando, during the series, towards the end, still follows the creed. You're like, what the? What's going on? It's so cool. <laughs> it yeah. gets me excited. I really like that back and forth because the first episode is uh, he's getting the armor back. Yeah. Uh, Boba Fett's armor, Mandalorian <laughs> armor. Hey, you're not a Mandalorian. Give it back. 
oh, what's the character's name called? It's a th- that's a thing. That should just be like a, it should have like a sad moment. Jake forgot again. <laughs> ding ding ding. Jake forgot the character's name. Ah, oh, what's his name? He's the uh, Crete Dragon, the Crate Dragon, Cobamp. Yep. So Cobamp, don't ask me what the actor's of, name uh, is. Of what Freedom Town? Is that what it's called, right? Freedom um, Town. Um. Oh, Timothy. Olsen? Timothy is the actor. Right? Yeah, Cobamp. We'll just talk about oh, him. Freedom Town. So yeah. Um, yeah. There's a different name to it. I just remember yeah, hearing yeah, it, but it's it's fine. I know. I'm blanking on it too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, everyone it knows. Happens. Everyone here probably knows exactly what we're talking about too. Like, yeah, that one. I know what you mean. And then be like, you idiots, this freaking town. <laughs> Dumbass. Please, Thanks, if you, buddy. If you want to complain, do it on our social media pages. Yeah. We just yell at it. us. We love it. <laughs> we love the attention. All right. So, Cobanth, <laughs> he, uh, he had the Mandalorian ar- or the Boba Fett armor. He takes it off. He's like, hey, this is part of Mandalore. Give it back. He works out a thing. And then he meets actual Mandalorians who are not Zealot or Zealots. They're not like this huge yep. religious like people. They're they're still Mandalorian. They still follow a creed, just not that um, extreme of a creed. They, yep. He takes they take off their helmet. He's like, whoa, yo, who the, what and are you doing? Do that because he's he always knows this creed. He doesn't know other Mandalorian. He's not born on Mandalore. He is a foundling. Yeah, so he only knows this creed. And so it's a cool back and forth, especially at the final moment where he does take his helmet off so Grogu can see his face. It's just perfectly built. Yep. So let's let's uh, move on a little bit. They talk about um, episode four. They go to uh, – they talk about why they were on that one planet from the season one. Yes, I can't think of it. It starts with the N. Navarro? Yeah, Navarro. So they're on <laughs> – so they were on Navarro, they go into that secret base, they blow it up, and they learn that they're just doing clones, which is why Snoke is on the table here, Pop yep. Snoke, because um, it kind of reveals a little bit, they don't give us a whole lot of information, but what they tell us is Grogu has something to do with cloning, cloning was a big sequel trilogy, especially with Snoke now being revealed as a clone, uh, Palpatine coming back through the process of cloning, Yep, and you know Star Wars with their Star Wars with their whole Star Wars Star Wars with their whole cloning process. Something with Grogu and cloning is happening. So it was a cool lore moment. Yeah. I just want to mention it. But then we get into Episode Five, the Jedi, Ahsoka. Yep, that episode's a five. That episode's a banger. Yeah, that's a pretty good episode. The visual effects of just like Ahsoka taking out the your first lightsaber fight. Oh. Yeah. And you're like, lightsaber, well, other than, you know, the dark saber and, and the Beskar, one, but the Beskar spear too. Yep, the Beskar spear against the light, the Beskar versus lightscape. It gives you like some lore to, not only does it, yeah, it's so good because it, you know, you're bringing a character that, a Jedi character after Order 66, you're also bringing in different things in lore of the world. Bringing in Soka Tano. She's like the biggest non-movie yeah. action uh, Yeah, the biggest non-movie Jedi character. First live action, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I, she's growing on me. She's yeah. not. She's not the Ahsoka that I grew up with, but she's definitely. She definitely brings her a game to it. Oh yeah, she she brings the character to uh, again. Like it's different from watching a cartoon, but she actually brings the character to life in a real realistic fashion where you can actually feel it and see it. I really like that fight as a scene. Person, yeah, because when you watch it the first time, you're like, oh man, Ahsoka. She should easily be able to beat this. Uh, character she but it doesn't have a lightsaber but you there's watch so many things about this episode now that you talk about like this episode's definitely a five <laughs> yeah but the, what's so great about that fight scene is like she's just playing with her she's not taking her seriously and then she gets cut by the beskar spear yeah she gets hit and then she loses her lightsaber then she takes it seriously and then she just wins yeah so she takes it over 
which I really like that little small detail. Force Awakens is probably my favorite lightsaber scene, which I might get hate for. Again, if you hate this, take. We got social media yeah. for that. I will say Force Awakens, the uh, the f- lightsaber scene between Kylo Ren, Rey, and Finn, both of them, is probably my favorite lightsaber scene ever. Yeah. Because there's so much details that you don't realize. For example, Kylo, he just fucks around the entire time. He doesn't take Finn seriously at all. And he's just playing with Finn. He's being very um, defensive. He's not being offensive. He's just letting Finn take swings, and then he slowly just beats him. Until Finn hits him. Until he lets his guard down and he gets hit. And then he's all mad. He's all rage. And when he's rage, then he has a completely different fighting style against Rey because he's just upset. Because Rey steals the lightsaber away. He's just got hit by Finn. And so he's fighting. He's not even thinking. He's just all rage. Like, swing, 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 swing. And Ray has some enough defense where she can just block, block. And I love that little little, little bit of detail where it doesn't straight up tell you what the characters are feeling in the moment. Yeah, but, if you, pay but attention, you can visualize it. Yep. If you pay attention, you understand their fighting styles. Which... And you're like, why does Kylo not just kick the crap out of these two? They have no lightsaber training. Yeah, it's because Kylo's full of himself. Why does Ahsoka not beat... Uh, I can't think of her character's name. I don't even know if they really mentioned She her. was a small one-off character. It doesn't really matter. The, the, the original one. Uh, Morgan most... Elsbeth? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember that, hearing that at all. Anyway, yep. I don't feel bad for that one. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I wouldn't, it wasn't that... I mean, it was, I'm pretty sure Bruce Lee's daughter is the one who uh, plays her, though. You got, you got the, when you go into more and more in that scene, you dive deep in this Beskar thing, because this is a really good thing that talks about Beskar versus lightsabers. Yeah, where we're like, oh, Beskar can stop a lightsaber, but... If you go further now into the series, when you say Beskar versus the Darksaber, it's a completely different view on how the Beskar holds up. Yeah. Which only goes to the lore of the Darksaber. And you're like, oh my god, it's so good! Alright, we're getting... Anyway. Really the <laughs> yeah, but there's so much stuff. Like, there's so many small moments in there. Like, if you're a fan of the small and just appreciate the details of stuff, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. just is soul food for you. <laughs> yeah. And then we get in season six... Uh, not season six. Episode six, Boba Fett shows up. Yep. Which is... Um, are this it's either this or episode two is the weakest episode it's still a freaking banger it's still yeah. really good i rewatched it i didn't really at first i was like oh, i don't know how i felt about this introduction because all the camera works like on the ground level so it seems very personal it doesn't seem like a big sci-fi scene but when after rewatching, i'm like yeah this is this is kind of cool yeah i like seeing it all right boba fett he's in um and then you got episode seven episode eight uh, episode seven being um they're they are invading that empire base and you get to see like the view of the empire like for example they killed uh they killed all the raiders they were trying to blow up everything and the empire saved them and they're all cheering they're all clapping like hey you guys just like you're the only uh company who's made it through today because they were yep raiding hard and everyone's cheering for them it's like wow it gives you that insight like hey the empire are people too yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It does a really good job to set up mm-hmm. that 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 coin side of anybody's story. Like, and then it, it gets into it... uh, that Mayfield sign where he like they're going to the base. There's that uh, one superior. He's talking back and forth. They're chatting. And they're he, uh, Din had to take his uh, helmet off. And then uh, Mayfield was getting upset. He's getting mad. Like, hey, you killed everybody. I had brothers and like I had people that I cared about and you killed them. And the guy just laughs. And you, you can just see that rage building yep. over time. And I'm like, oh, it's such a great character moment for him. It's not even like a Mandalorian character moment or a 
Amanda. Yeah. But I'm like, it's, it's another just, character, it's just side character moment that, that you get to see build up that they could yeah. do inside the story. It's filler, but it's not filler because it just builds character. It, it's good, and it builds a world around. It's like it's weird because those little side off, one off stories just kind of add to the world mm-hmm. a little bit. It keeps small enough elements into the total scope of the story and understand character development to keep it progressing forward while also showing other sides of yeah. the real life that goes on. So I don't know. It's, like I said, it's completely soul food. It is. Well, let's talk about uh, the finale, and then we'll talk about Fett, and let's get in, then we'll get in season three. All right. Yeah. All right. So that last fin- episode finale. I, it's so good. Dark Just, Troopers. All right. For first, Mando versus Moth Gideon. That fight with the Beskar spear. Or no, it was it was Dark Troopers first, wasn't it? It's Dark Troopers first, yet. Yeah. Yep, yep, Dark yep. Troopers Dark first. Troopers. Uh, spear. Uh, spear better than. Dark Troopers. Oh, for sure. Yep. Spear in the face, but it took him forever just to beat him. Nothing else. No. Uh, I mean, you basically had to trap them all and send them off in a garbage chute, basically. Otherwise, yep. he wasn't able to beat him. Moff Gideon versus Mando. Which, this is an epic fight, too, to show the yeah. Beskar spear and the Darksaber. It's a great way to show off like the lore that gets involved with kind of that stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Because that's exactly what I was talking about. When you first see Ashaka. Or Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Or you guys say I say a shock for some reason, but I've always said it that way. I've always kept it. You can hate me in the comments. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you see that that fight with the best card. And this is the other big fight you see with, with a, a different kind of saber. And you see the difference if you watch both scenes, put them side by side mm. between dark saber versus yeah, it was really, really a regular cool. lightsaber, which is cool. It's, like, it's, it's a small piece. I just like how the it fight itself the, was cool. It builds up the dark troopers. It makes them such a huge foe. Uh, Mando gets his win against Moff Gideon, and then they go into the... Uh, the fronts there's that conflict between Bo-Katan and Mando like you have the dark saber well she doesn't really know how'd you get that first. yeah how'd you get that dark saber and then tell Moff Gideon gets there and he's like uh, he's laughing he's laughing because he's like because he knew Bo-Katan which adds a character arc to Bo-Katan too yeah it, they're, kind of, they're recycling the same one yeah. from Rebels which is kind of if which, you watch which Rebels, kind of the idea right they're kind of floating together right yeah so yeah because she's already done this before. Uh, Sabine had it. And then Sabine's like, I don't want to be the ruler. Here you go. But somehow Sabine lost it to Moff Gideon. Yep. Which may be season three. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that. But yeah, it just brings us... It's just such a cool moment. Dark Troopers come back. It's like, crap. How are they going to beat the Dark Troopers? And here comes an, a Y-Wing. Yep. Who is this mysterious character? He's in a cloak. He's a Jedi. They already called out the Jedi from... Episode six. Yeah. Who is it? We don't think it's going to be Luke because it's like it's Disney. They like we're so, we're so used to like companies withholding their big characters. Yeah. We don't think Luke Skywalker is going to come. It can't be Luke, right? Maybe it's Ezra. Maybe Ahsoka decided to come. Someone else. Yeah. Smaller. Then we see the green saber and the dark yep. hood. Return of, Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, and he just crushes all of them. Yeah. In the most like coolest scene ever, and I love. When we get these modern new scenes, I'm thinking like Rogue One, Darth Vader. Yep. And now we're getting like uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, you get to build that scene back. Oh, that scene was good too. And then uh, CGI Luke it looks a little weird. Oh, it, it does better. look a little weird, but I mean, better than Boba Fett. Yeah, it's way better than Boba Fett. It shows well that that CGI Luke do. I mean, it shows like how much he's been training after yeah. the aftermath of everything too, and how he comes out. It's such a good scene all it, the way through. Yeah, and I'm like, this is the first like. It's the first time in a while that I felt something really And you're also powerful. sad because you're like, what? They can't just leave this baby Yoda character <laughs> going oh, yeah. off like that. And then we get it doesn't make Boba- sense. And that's when we get into Boba Fett. Yeah. It's really weird because like, uh, Boba Fett, the first four episodes, is definitely all Boba Fett. Yep. But then episode, episode five, five hits and just 
It's called Return of the Mandalorian, and it has nothing to do with Boba Fett. It's literally just—it's uh, a Mandalorian episode thrown into Boba Fett story. It's such a good episode because he goes on this planet, the Ring Planet. Uh, I forget the name of it. I'm not even going to try to look it up. He goes against to the armor, and then he goes against that big dude that John Favreau plays. Yeah, and they're talking. Um, no, initially it starts off with a bounty, and he's fighting with the dark saber, and he's he cut himself with the dark saber because he's not used to fighting with the dark saber. Yep. And if you ever played with swords or fake swords, how many times do you hit yourself? Probably a lot. <laughs> oh, I yeah. We play it messed around with it. I yep. always hit myself with it. Imagine an, an actual lightsaber. You're yep. cut, you're like, oh, there goes my finger. Oh, there goes my arm. Oh, there goes. Uh, wo- my leg is not wounded. You're technically talking about the... Yeah, that's not really true because I don't ever say it. Probably the most powerful sword in the galaxy kind of the SD. Yeah. Right? <laughs> your... And so there, there's that practice scene, and then uh, he fights John Favreau's character. He wins. And then the, the armor asks, did you take off your helmet? And he admits that he did. Yeah. For Grogu. And, and everybody else got the C2, and they're like, you're no longer a Mandalorian. Like that's how much of a that's how extreme this this creed, creed is, is. Yep. <laughs> and they say you must go into um, the mines well, of Mandalore. actually it doesn't even say you like it's not even about that it's just no longer Mandalorian but then uh, Dan Darchin he asks like well I want forgiveness because I believe in the creed yep and that's when they tell him like yeah you in order to get it you have to go to Mandalore <laughs> and I go <laughs> which is a great would be a great time to segue into uh, season 3 predictions and talk but before we get into that let's talk about Grogu's story because Grogu he yep uh, Vesper Spear is now turned into Chainlink who is he gifts uh, Mando gifts well to... we didn't think of him before that I guess you get to attack Grogu's story when he's training with Luke just a little bit because it starts off with the training with Luke yeah. right he's just training with Luke trying to learn and Luke's teaching him quite a bit and Mando gets a new ship too and but Star Cruiser from Naboo yeah, there's that in there too. Uh, but we're talking on the Grogu side. You can tell he's not like he sees the Jedi, but it's not the same as he's along with Mandalorian. He still misses. You can tell Grogu misses Mando in a way. Yeah, like this is not where I belong. Kind of feeling you yep. get from Grogu, which is kind of he's cool. not feeling the Jedi training anymore. And then, uh, yeah, and then the Mando side of it and melts the the spear, which is probably one of the most valuable, largest Beskar pieces. Yep, with the line. Uh, Beskar should be armor, not a weapon. Yep. Beskar should be armor, not a weapon. And yep. he creates a chain link thing for a little dude. And then and he it, brings it to where Luke's at. And, and, yep. and, and then Ahsoka meets him. Yep. And then he's like, well, and she's like, well, what are you doing here? I mean, this is why. So, I mean, I guess we, 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 you know what happened, right? Yeah. What are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I came to bring this for the little dude. And obviously, doesn't let him see him. He's like, no, it's not right. And there's two different philosophies. Jedi's. Uh, forego all attachments and uh, the creed of Mandalorian or the creed that he follows at least is no is loyalty above everything loyalty, loyalty above all yep, yep loyalty above all this is the way yep and so he Ahsoka gives the chain links to Luke, Luke. and Luke gives Groku a choice and th- I think this is the first time everyone's like fuck Luke Skywalker how dare you well the thing is everyone Goku. in a way you kind of know that Luke's teachings kind of failed in a way Oh it. yeah, but cause yeah, Darth Jedi was definitely in my mind. You could be the first, <laughs> the first uh, um, student of my new academy, and like, yeah. oh, we all know how that is. <laughs> yeah, we all know.
we're back. Hey, good catch. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Good, <laughs> proud of myself. I want to bring you back again for a third time. So good catch, good catch. Wait, you're hey, speak? No, we're yep, good. I'm still on. Nope, nope. All right, we're good. But I, I know we're left off. But anyway, yeah, that, that, that scene where Luke, the choice, good scene. Then he chooses Mando. I was like, he does, and he's back. I was even like, choose Mando, choose me. If you don't choose Mando, I'm gonna kill you, kid. <laughs> right, I think this is a good uh, time to segue into uh, season three predictions, and we can get, yeah. we can answer some of those questions, or we can best guess the questions that I had in the preview. So should we start? Yeah, let's All do right. it. Let's figure this out. All right, Mando, Mando, season three, The Mandalorian. What's the plot? What do you think the plot's gonna be? Because they haven't revealed much, if not anything. I at think all. the plot. Is it's kind of tough because uh, there's there's so many elements in it, but I think what the plot main plot's going to be is, is Mando going back to his home planet. Yep, and I getting agree. you know seeing with the Creed and seeing what happened there and learning about more about the Mandalorian culture in different areas and different ways, and really maybe thinking it's he has to become something more for everybody. Well, he has a dark saber. He is yeah. now the the ruler of, of technically of Mandalorian. So yeah, he's going to learn a lot more. He's going to learn, uh, you know. Born it actually, because he is—he's one of the more reasonable characters you've met, and tries to be do his items a lot of reasons. So I think it's going to be revolving about him and him kind of understanding maybe he has to play a bigger role now in yep. not only Grogu but as well as Mandalore. Yeah, and I think it's uh, and he can help Grogu learn. And he's not a that. bounty hunter anymore. I think it's him taking on a bigger role in the Mandalorian culture. Yep, and or possibly conflicting with uh, Bo-Katan. I think it's going to be him going back to the mines and figuring out how he can get forgiveness for his creed on top of either being the ruler or finding the right ruler for the uh, Mandalorian. Do you think Do you think that Din Djarin stays the ruler and uh, keeps the Darksaber for a long term? I think so. I'd say for season three, yes. But I feel like there's a chance that he gives up or he loses the Darksaber to either Bo-Katan or Sabine. Which brings up a whole question. Another question: Do we see Sabine run? Nah, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't. I think this is kind of in there. For those who don't know, for those who are more casual audience, Sabine Wren is a huge character in Star Wars Rebels, and she is um, she's a Mandalorian. She is part of the Wren family, who's a bigger family in the Mandalore culture. Um, and at one point, she had the dark saber and was leader of like the pack. Uh, I think. This is going to sound really wild, but this okay. would be really cool. This would be the, kind of the cool story is you learn a little bit more about the little Grogu guy and like that Mandalorian growing up, and Mandalorian does take the helm, but at the end of it, it goes to the little guy. Man, you're, you're like, did you read my thing? What? Oh, because I had a whole uh, Grogu prediction. Yeah. And it's very close to that. Because that's what I think. Because like, I, I think <clears throat> like you're going to learn more about the Yoda culture. Maybe you find out, or I don't want to say Yoda culture, but I don't know exactly what they're called, I guess, for the people. They don't have a name for their species. Exactly. It's so you learn a little Yoda bit more species. about him, who, who the, the, the power of force, and they might be like the balance of it. And then the Mandalorian, because technically Grogu is a foundling now. Yeah. Because he didn't take his own. He decided yep. to become a foundling. He is now a Mandalorian. He is now part of Mandalorian. They, that little Grogu is the, uh, the person that leads the new realm eventually. So, rewatching Boba Fett, um, and watching episode six of Boba Fett, him, Grogu, and Luke kind of training, I feel like it hints a lot of what season three might be about. I think Grogu is going to be more of a character now, instead of kind of like that uh, prop, not prop, but um, 
I can't draw think. in person, I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he was more of like a plot device. Yep. Everything was about Groku, where I think now he's going to be a character because with Luke, he was kind of showing flashbacks of like what was happening with him during the Execute Order 66. Yep. So they were showing like those flashbacks on top of talking about well, Grogu, what do you want? And so I think Grogu becomes such a bigger character now. I think yeah. he becomes a character and he starts to develop more. And what does that look like? I don't know. I think it's going to be more of a Groot storyline where it's it's smaller, but over time he becomes this bigger character. Yeah. And my big prediction of Grogu is that he takes on the Darksaber and he becomes Jedi, Mandalorian Jedi. Yep. Or at least a Mandalorian like gray Jedi. Like he uses the Force on top of being Mandalorian. Well, I think yeah, he's more like the more of like like, like you got to think. I think back to Yoda too because Yoda wasn't. If you go back to how Yoda, this is what I, I kind of tie. It's got to tie to Yoda story in some way because Yoda was also that same Jedi person that was like, not necessarily I'm all for the Jedi. Yeah, people. He, he was kind of like he was kind of in the middle. He looked outside the box a little bit. Yeah, where Qui Gon Jinn was definitely he questioned a lot of Jedi's ways. Yeah, he, he's probably the closest thing to a gray Jedi without being a gray Jedi. Yeah, quite. Yeah, exactly. Same way. Yoda kind of Yoda has that interesting like, oh no no, you, this guy. Like when he first met Anakin too. Yeah. He's like, nope, give him a chance. Do whatever. So it's kind of that weird balance thing. He's so like super having powerful that, in the force. A Mandalorian <laughs> Jedi is kind of where I see it going too. Cause you got to think that the more of a middle ground Jedi mm-hmm. person, that's not necessarily cause Jedi's that's the thing with the rebellion. Like, I don't think it's like a Jedi rebellion. I think it was a people rebellion. And the Jedi I think is supposed to be like the, the force is about balance and that balance character of the force Here's another cool characters are put the balance. I just thought of this. Here's another cool thing that this sets up, and I think maybe this is intentional. He's 50 years old. Grogu's 50 years old. This species grows up really, really slowly. Here's the thing, though. There's this huge elephant in the room called the sequel trilogy, which I don't think Disney wants to really even touch upon because it's so bad. (laughs) Yep. It's so, so bad. And I think what the they potentially do with Grogu is they set up a character who's going to be alive for at least another 900 so years as long as he doesn't die yep so what this sets up is potential stories in the future of a Mandalore ruler with the Darksaber with Grogu this there could be potential storylines 100 years in the future sets them up with a fresh, uh, fresh galaxy, almost like a fresh, fresh galaxy take on the whole lore to forget about what just happened with that. But trilogy. also, <laughs> there's a transition of a character we all know, which is Grogu. Yeah. So it does. It sets them up with a a way to like, hey, we're it's still Star Wars, it's still everything you know and love about Star Wars, but it's 100 years in the future, and it just gives us a little bit more breathing room and shies us away from the Skywalker trilogy and that sequel trilogy, which ugh, Episode Nine killed it yeah. in the worst way possible <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think like that, that that's why i think the character is going to be something more and why he ends up with the dark saber because i think the dark saber is a very interesting lightsaber choice mm-hmm. uh it's very different from the you know the greens and the blues and the reds it's kind of like set its own individual characterization mm-hmm. and building lore around that characterization so maybe they can do something more in the future maybe, maybe. we'll see We'll see. All right. You never know. I have some more questions. Uh, do you think Mando takes back Mandalore this season? No, not this season. I think it's going to end so. with some sort of revelation of a moment about yeah. Mandalore and what needs to happen in Mando's... I know. think we go to Mandalore this season for sure. Yep. 
He gets there. It's not quite ready. And he notices, like, okay, there's some work. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Other, so who's the big bad? Who is the big bad? Who's the big bad? Because they're, Moff Gideon's the big bad of the series, but he's currently in New Republic um, custody. He's supposed to be back with uh, new armor, a new suit and armor that makes him a little bit, it's a little more sleek looking, a little bit more badass. And he has, he has an armor that is similar to Gar Saxon's. I think they're going to tease Bo-Katan as somewhat of a bad character, but also she's going to be the, what's the good, what do they call those characters? She's an antagonist. She's a false antagonist. Yeah. Is how it's going to play off. I think there's going to be that conflict. There's going to be, she's going to be like I more think, of an anti-hero, which Mandal, um, the Mandal, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian Mando is an anti-hero. So how I think it's going to play off is going to be like, she's going to look as the big bad person, right? She's just going to be the false antagonist. Like this yep. is the person I'm going to be a villain with. We're going to have a little bit of an argument and then she, you're going to find out towards the end of it that she realizes that she's not the one for the dark saber. Yeah. And she's going to give it up for Mando to give it off to the right person. And that's how it's going to end. And Mando's going to realize, yes, I am the person that's going to have to do this for okay. now and give it off to Grogu. That's that's kind of my theory. But we'll see what that's happens. Good theory. I don't. I feel like they're going to introduce somebody new. Um, so I was looking. I'm like, Gar Saxon's dead. He would yep. have been a great villain. He might come back too. I'm pretty sure he's dead, dead though in Rebels. But Gar Saxon's a huge Mandalorian um, villain from Clone Wars and Rebels. So he, he, if he comes back, that makes sense. Um, Admiral Thrawn, I think, is going to be the big villain for these connected stories in this timeline. Yeah. Uh, that's who Ahsoka was looking for, but I think they're going to handle that more of Ahsoka. Um, conflict between Bo-Katan and Mando, I agree. I think they'll put her up as like a false antagonist of sorts. Yep. But uh, I, think, I don't think it's going to last that long. I think we all are smart enough and know that she's not the villain. And I don't think they're going to play that card too long. Yeah. But we'll for see. an episode, maybe. Uh, some more questions. Or I guess my my prediction of a big bet is I think we see somebody new. Somebody new, yeah. I think we see someone like Moff Gideon that's not Moff Gideon. But we see someone in Mandalorian culture that is kind of like part of the creed. Who yeah. follows the creed but thinks man, the Mando is the wrong person. And this is like the worst of the worst of the Mandalorians. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, there is Tiber Saxon. He is um, Gar Saxon's brother. I don't remember. I think he's more level-headed, so I don't think he's going to be the villain. Yeah, I think it's someone new, though. I think they, they input a character. Maybe it's someone we've seen at the very beginning when they had that Darth early... Darth Maul is back. No, where we had that early fight with Amanda when they're... Uh, like, season one, very beginning. One of yeah. those people. I can see. Well, it could be um, John Favreau's character, too, because he did fight him in the Boba Fett series for the Saber. But that kind of felt like, uh, hey, he had his chance, he had his fight, and they're done. Maybe the armor is going to, like, that Creed is going to be the villain. Yep. It could be it, too. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. It's, it's, that's the thing. It's so unknown. That's what makes it so fun. <laughs> All right. So, uh, questions of characters coming back. Who's going to be, or who's going to come back? So, Bo-Katan, I think, is coming back. Will we see any of the Jedi? Ahsoka, Luke, or Ezra? Uh, maybe I think you might see Ezra on this one. Maybe I don't know. Some, I think I Ezra know. might wait till Ahsoka, the the series for Ahsoka. I think they're going to wait on it. Do we see Sabine? I think we see Sabine. Right? I would think so. Yeah, I would right? think, yeah, I would think she's... This is come. a good time to introduce him, mm-hmm. if it happens. Um, is Cara Dune, is her character done done? Mm, I think she's done. I think so, too. Although they replaced her one or the other. I think she mm. dies. <laughs> 
she gets killed <laughs> off off screen. Ugh. I I part of me just like just bring her back. I yeah. I know what she said about like the vaccines and stuff, and I I don't necessarily agree with like what she said or how she spread it. It's just one of those. I don't Let know. it go. It's been yep. it's been so long. I know, like they filmed this so long ago too. So, I wouldn't mind her character coming back. I don't agree with the actor, but like I these can it, I can take the actor and separate them. And I don't think what yep. she's done actor is, and character to, to it's not like Justin Roiland situation with Rick and Morty where it's like yeah we have to separate. Yeah, yeah, so. we're done. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's different. It's more of like yeah, this one you just kind of forgive and let it go and bring her mm-hmm. back. But does she come back? I don't think they do. I so think other characters who might be returning: Boba Fett, Venture. Maybe. I think you'll have a little, like, couple little scenes, but I don't, I don't think they're... Right. I think they closed out their Carl story. Carl Weathers well. comes back, which makes complete sense. Um, Mayfield? Mayfield comes back for sure. Right? He's got Maybe? It. I feel like he could skip a uh, season or two. I think he comes back. I think he's a good, good character to go with the Mando. Yeah. I don't think I have any other characters that I question. Clone Groku? Maybe we see a clone Groku, maybe? Hope not. He's too adorable to be have a clone. An evil himself. clone Groku? Nah. He's too adorable. He's so adorable. He's evil adorable. You're like, that ah, would be, he's so cute. That would be an insane things. twist of the story, wouldn't well, it? Well, with this, though, Groku has some dark tendencies, does he not? He does feel. He has fear. Maybe we see Groku doing some dark things. Yeah, right? Like a lot of people say, maybe he's a Sith Lord because the way he used the choke thing. I think Mandalorian <laughs> is a perfect arc for him because he's not, he's not evil. He's good intention. He just... He has to learn, right? It's like kids yeah. too when they get like upset and they get really mad and they, they hit you and you're like, well, don't you can't do that. That's pretty much what <laughs> he's baby. Oh yeah, learning. my stepson's tried that a few times. Yeah, exactly. He's learning. <laughs> I work with kids and you like raise his hand once and I just like instinctively like blocked it. Like, no, don't do that. Stop. Yeah, exactly. I don't know it's like I said. There's so many questions open and they can take this anywhere and it's John Favreau, so I trust it and I, I think it'll be a good job. He doesn't right. like kicked off Marvel after all. He is. So I have a lot of things. I mean, Lion King too. Yeah, so good. So good. good. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of what other questions I have. So, does Mando get his status back with the Creed? Yes. I think he does, but I think he starts to see. I think it does, the... but he, he sees the flaws in its own ways. Yeah, so I think like we need change. We need a change. This isn't the right way to go about things. The past is not great. I think we see that. Um, Mando gets a status back. He's coming back to Mandalore. New ship. I think the new ship is huge. Yep. I don't. Does he get a? Does he get a bigger ship at the end of the season? No. Nope. Stay with the Star Cruiser. I think the Star Cruiser is the ship. I will say the scene of Boba Fett where he's like flying around and the New Republic like again intercepts him and he just runs off. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene because I'm like, this, we're gonna get some cool. We're gonna get some cool fight scenes with this. Yeah, the Star Cruise is the cool. The, the cool. Star Cruise itself is another story inside of Mandalorian, so yeah. that's kind of cool. That's also what I like. That's why I don't think he's getting a new ship. I think like, that I, was a way to set up the Star Cruiser pretty well. Oh, we didn't even think about the shoot. I can't even think of her name. The Moss, not Moss Eisley, the Tatooine character. Oh yeah, the mechanic character. What's her name? Shoot. <laughs> You're just as bad as I am at this. <laughs> yeah, we know what we're talking about. She can visit her the curly hair. Yeah. Kind oh, of the... Uh, Axe Wolves? No. Mom-like vibes for Grogu and... I am... Why can't I think of who this is? I mean, I don't think anybody... If you guys know her in the chat and knew her name right off the bat... Frog you... Lady? No. No. Oh, gosh. What is her name? I'm looking up now. 
Yeah, like I I'm sorry, people. We do not remember the name of my... What is this? This is horrible. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up right now. I can't... Um, do they even talk about her? Hold on a second here. Do we have to talk about her? I don't think we really have to. I think she's more of just a really general side character, but she's pretty cool. <laughs> she's a good little floaty character. We're going to like hear her name, in. and I'm like, how do I forget... Do 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 do. I'm gonna let you just do it. I'm gonna let you figure yeah. it out. I I'm failing here. I'm like, I dude, I can't even list. find it. You can't even find it. Anyway, the mechanic lady who is now a huge recurring character. We didn't even talk about her. I think she's going to come back. I think she's going to be like the main, like her and Carl Weathers characters, uh, Reeves. Those two are going to be like his big mission people, and I'm excited for the Grogu, her and Grogu's reunion. Me too. Uh, do we even learn her name? Yeah, it's Pelly. Moto. Wow, we are bad. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew her name. What's the actress's name? Is it Melly? Pelly Moto. What, what's her actress's name? I don't know. Pelly Moto is the character. It was a human female manager. Yeah, I don't think he ever said her name. I don't even know. So okay. I don't feel so bad about that one either. If you guys hate us for that one, screw you. <laughs> I guess. That's fair. Uh, the character's name that John Favreau plays, Pavs Vizla. Yeah. Uh, he he could be one of the antagonists. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It really depends where it goes, but I'm just excited for it. It comes out. I am. It comes out. Uh, I'm going to release this episode either today or tomorrow, which is a uh, Sunday or a Monday, which is the February 26th or February 27th. This episode comes out March 1st, which is a Wednesday. I believe it's in the morning. So I'll yeah. probably be seeing it Wednesday night. Yeah, I'll be seeing it Wednesday night as well. So I'm excited for it. All right. Any uh, big thoughts, questions, concerns? Are we concerned at all for season three? I don't think there's any concerns. I'm just excited for it. I hope they continue going with the story and the lore build, and you find a little bit more about the characters. Yeah. And build, build a good story, like a Game of Thrones style. I have it's, no idea where they're going. Yeah, neither do I. That's Other than I the fact that, that like Mandalore is part of it, and he has the Darksaber, there's conflict between him and Bo-Katan, and I'm Moss getting he's coming back, but I feel like there's going to be another big character. But, yeah, I'm just excited to see where they take the story. Like, I want to see a build. Yeah. There's so much. There's You're so much. Excited of a, to see the build. The sandbox is there. We see the outlines of the sandbox. We just don't know what's in the sandbox. We don't know what's hidden beneath the surface. I'm yeah. taking this metaphor very literally. We don't know what's beneath the surface, and I'm excited. I trust John Favreau at this point. I just uh, trust Dave Filoni at this point. Yeah, they can, they can, they can do and write their story, and, and you know, I, I believe it's going to be great. The revival I, I, of Star Wars is here. Yeah, it's here. The revival of Star Wars. That's do you even care about new movies at this point? Star Wars movies? Yeah. No, <laughs> not really. Not, Just give yeah. me the Mandalorian more, and I'll be good. Or Andor. Mandalorian, uh, Ahsoka, Tano. There's so much. Yeah, they don't need to do a trilogy or a movie. Andor so season just, two. They can really just run Disney Plus. It could be just a Star Wars show running thing, and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Star Wars so. could just be shows. It doesn't have to be those big trilogy movies. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind. I know Ryan Johnson is still in talks of doing uh, his trilogy, and I think if he's given his own story to work with, I think he's going to be. Absolutely magnificent. I know a lot of people hate his Last Jedi movie, uh, episode eight. But I think what he set up was pretty cool. But the thing is, with like, yeah, I think like he his sequel. It was a bad sequel because he was just like, eh, I'm not interested in those storylines. 
which don't hire the person who's interested in the sequel, who's not interested in the storylines that are already being set up. Yeah, and that's that's on uh, Lucasfilms. I, I did I did like the direction. Oh, well, we didn't want to get into this too. It's probably too much. But the direction he was trying to take that story, where I would have seen the story built out as raised a nobody. Yeah, I think would have been a better story. I completely agree. And they were like, yeah, yeah, f that. They said f my story. Well, J.J. Abrams like, well, f his story. We're gonna completely. That's pretty it. much what happened. They said, I don't like your story. I don't like your story, and I don't like your story. So we did one. We did mine. Then run. Back to it. It was a bad trilogy. So I will be. I'm excited for um, Ryan Johnson if he does a trilogy. I would be excited for it because I think it's going to be great. I know Taika Waititi has his own Star Wars project, which I have no idea what that's going to be. That's going to be just craziness. Yeah. Uh, I was excited for him after Ragnar with Thor and Love and Thunder. I was like, uh, okay, maybe we should stick to the script and not just uh, you know randomly say lines that don't quite make sense. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be good. I th- I do like Taika Waititi. He does. I think he does a good job. I think, but John Favreau, he's the man. Let's he be is. honest. He's got it. Let him run with it. All right, you good? I think we can go good. Good. All right. Well, this was Don't Evolve Me. This is your host Jake Sherbing, and as this always, is a me, Hannah Mario. This is Don Johnson, Don as Johnson. our guest. Right. Uh, this is the way. This is the way. All right. Cool. We did it.